like what? Like right before I start record, start the actual oh, show. Of course, yeah. I'll press record and not tell anyone, and so oh, this yeah. just be like recorded. Uh huh. Yeah. Has it been recorded? For a little, not too Did long. Did you get me? Uh, you got do me. you get me? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you got me. I, I, got I wasn't you. even ready. Now I'm gonna have a. I was thinking about having a totally different voice. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Switch it I up. just I always switch voice. You can switch it up while I do the intro. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Hi everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Back. This is of course interesting conversations with interesting people. I am your host Daquan Edwards. And joining me today is lovely, the magnificent, uh, malevolent, marvelous even. Maddie you said Van malevolent. Malevolent. That's bad. Isn't it? It's a, he said, isn't it? <laughs> is it? Is it good? No, well, what is it? What's the name of Maleficent? Maleficent? Maleficent. Well, she's like a, a queen. But she's bad. Is she malevolent? I think malevolent, I think benevolent is good. Because I always say I'm benevolent to people. That's good. I am benevolent. But it doesn't start with a B. Okay. Well. I'm going for alliteration there. And I would like to say, yes. to get this out of the way completely, That's good. I would like to go by Madison. Madison. Madison Van Buren. Madison Van Buren. Should have told you that before. Yes, um, But this is also so funny that I've never said your name. Oh. So, and I don't... Yeah. So it's Yaquan. That's a good guess, Yaquan. No, it's not. I'm white. No, that's a good... That is... Uh, <laughs> there is a lot more nuance and subtlety than to your answer than what you'd expect. The correct uh, Yaquan. Well, it's okay. It's kind of a thing. The way it's originally written is Yaiquan, mm-hmm. so that's like its pronunciation. Mm-hmm. But it's generally just pronounced Yaiquan. That's like my when my parents get mad at me, they say Yaiquan. I'm like, oh god, oh, they add oh an I'm extra in trouble. Yeah, Yaiquan. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I get that. Like yo, where is that name from? Ancient Hebrew. Wow, are you one of them? Jesus. Something like that, yeah. Wait, really? Wow. Okay. Kind okay. of. I was raised. I would say. I would say I was raised in a fairly Jewish-ish yeah, manner. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. That's like a Jewish name, I guess, like Hebrew. Yeah. But I. But then again, I really haven't ever heard Hebrew names. It's like Weinstein. No, that's Jewish. That's Hebrew. That's, that's new. Is there different? Is there a difference? Jewish Hebrew. Uh, technically, yeah. Okay. The difference is that Hebrew people are like blacks and Hispanics and Native Americans. Wow. And Jewish people are like is the that white people. Real? That if I Google that, is that going to be a real I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, convinced that that's real. It's just, okay. Well, if I fact check this later, I'll let you know. Yeah. Uh, look up like Ashkenazi Jews. Ashkenazi. I think that's the. I think that's like the. I've heard that word before. Yeah. See, so I know about it. I'm white, but um, that's. That's the tagline of this. We're getting into like some some I'm deep white. Bible boy. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm Madison Van Buren and I'm white. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> Glad to be uh, in such a, a diverse room. Mm-hmm. Now it's officially diverse because we've got we got you as the baseline and me as the. That's so true. Yeah. I love it. Sure. But you uh, you're uh, a film major, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how long have you been... Did you take any film classes in high school? No. I went to a Catholic high school that... Um, oh, Catholic. Yeah. Oh. So, okay, so I should have mentioned. I'm white and I'm Catholic. You're white and Catholic. Madison Van Buren, I'm white and I'm Catholic. Any other tagline that you know about that? 
I think that Catholicism says it all about me. <laughs> I think anything else you need to know is just that I was raised Catholic. I think right. everything else about me makes a lot of sense once you know Your that. Your two Catholic. best friends were Hale and Mary. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so I went to a Catholic school, which it was like private, but they yeah. like had nothing. So I did theater there. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, we that. had like no like after school kind of extracurriculars that had uh like technology or anything like that involved so then so basically i got out of high school thinking the only thing that i like to do was have attention which was like you know it's it's different yeah well because i was like in theater and i was like i like attention so much what am i gonna do for a job like what am i gonna do in college i was like well, I can talk, so let me be a communication major. Right. So I went to OSU, and I was a a communication major, and I did that for, like, two years at OSU, but I didn't like... I just didn't like it because you're doing... It's, like, PR. I thought I was going to do PR because I wanted to be in, like, the world of entertainment in some way. I just didn't know how because, obviously, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people want this, but, like, a lot of people are, like... I want to be a star. Yeah, and I was like, it's like I there's wanna. there's more spots to fill besides just like main actress. Yeah, and I and since I was an actress in high school, I was like, I want to do that. And then I was like, wait, I'm actually not like good enough to be yeah. doing anything like that. And it's hard, and people would probably comment on physicality all the time, and it would just like spiral into a lot of body and face dysmorphia. So I was like, I can't. Do yeah, that. it's not like it, it's definitely not the least toxic environment you could be in. Yeah. So. Um, I was doing communication, like PR stuff, and it was was okay at it, but I wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't fulfilling. And so then I kind of realized I had this idea that I wanted to go. I did want to go to film school, like before that. Like I really had thought about it, but right. I was like too scared. Like I was too nervous. I had no portfolio. I didn't even know how to apply to an art school before that. And my parents were always like, "Oh, well, you can go to grad school for film." And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that." And then, like, I, in my second year, I realized, I was like, well, to get into a grad school with film, you need to have a portfolio already, which I don't have. And then, secondly, grad school is, like, the biggest waste. It's, like, a huge ripoff. Like, I don't think anyone should go to grad school. Grad school is, like, after you graduate college, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's, like, I honestly, like, honestly, God, feel like if someone other than, like, your parent, like, if someone is paying... For your grad school like the school or whatever institution is like paying like yeah yeah, yeah get your phd or something like that like yeah. do it but other than that i'm like that's such a waste of like money it's so much money whatever else and so basically i said i need to go to film school so then i transferred to columbus college of art and design i don't know what year i transferred but yeah. i've been there for like three years so because film isn't like you do the math uh matt i dropped out of math as soon as i could <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And that's why we're here right now. <laughs> Honestly, though. But I think it's a good place to be. Film is like, film is, uh, it's one of those job fields where it's not about, like, when you get, like, your grad school and stuff for, like, PhD, doctor and stuff, usually it's just like, oh, you have the degree, you go out and get the job somewhere. Film, it's not like that. There's not, like, a place that has to hire you to do a movie. So I think the, it, it was better to, it's better to make the jump sooner to mm-hmm. film school and stuff so that way you can already have a network mm-hmm. of people because it really is just like the people you know. I mean, you don't even technically need a degree to do anything in film. Right. You just That's show the best up. part. You just show up. <laughs> That's like the biggest it. thing. You show up, you listen to the director, and you don't take more than one coffee break and you're good yeah. to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I went because I'm an idiot. 
so yeah. here we are. Well, but I need balance. I need, like, structure to do things a lot of the time. I think it was really good for me to, like, have someone telling me what to do because it's a really weird thing to, like, be told what to do for literally your entire life and then suddenly no one is kind of telling you what to do. Yeah. That's why the thought of, like, going without school has always scared me because it's like, oh, no one's telling me what to do. I, I mean, decide. sure, a boss. I'll hit a boss at some point. That'll be great. Yeah. But, um, like, if I'm not in school, I don't think I would be as apt to be, like, creating on a schedule, at least when I first started. But, like, now I'm more inclined to know what I want to do, like, figure out my work by myself. Like, I don't need anyone holding my hand at this point. But, yeah. like, you know, three, two, two, three years ago, I was like, I need school. Like, I need school. I definitely agree with that sentiment. Because it, it's, it is kind of like that college time, especially, is when you're trying to, like, you're not in high school anymore. You're, mm-hmm. you're out and you're in school and you're trying to adjust from the same schedule every day to something, a new schedule, but it's definitely different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Yeah. How do you think your what did you, you said? The, how do you think your first semester at college was compared to like your, your current one? Right. <laughs> Say this question. What how do you think your me? first semester compares to like your most recent one? Oh yeah, well it's just a lot. It's just a lot of differences because the first time like when I came to so I didn't go. So everything I told you prior to this moment has been a huge and utter lie. I've been lying to you the whole time. Right. I didn't go to film school. I went to art school that had a film major. And with that, um, it's like the program that you're dealing with is like you have to take a lot of, for them, their general education requirements Mm -hmm. are like a drawing class, like a life figures class, and then a class for visual literacy. And so my first semester there was taking a lot of classes that didn't necessarily pertain to my major, but I really loved it because... I never took art classes in high school. I filled up all my classes with theater classes, like theater and choir, just anything to be the most annoying kid there, you know? (laughs) And, like, at this point, I had not had a lot of chance to kind of, like, explore a lot of art mediums. And so I got to, which was really fun. Yeah. I'm not good at any of them, but, like, it was fun to learn that I wasn't good at any of them. It was, yeah, it was nice to kind of fail upwards. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) So it, it was a lot more fun failing that than failing, like, a business class at OSU. Yeah, that's, like, so I had fun doing it. I didn't have fun failing those, like, you know, geography classes or whatever else. What do you think your strongest, like, classes are right now? Um, strongest mediums, let's say. Well, I mean, filmmaking is, I think, my favorite and, like, one thing that I feel like I can actually excel at. Like, I feel like that's, I think the one thing I'm, am good at doing is like pulling out a narrative from things which is why I like documentary so much for a really long time for a really long time I was more interested in documentary because I really liked having the story already there for you maybe it was a little like selfish and lazy that like everything could already be there for you and then you could pick out the best parts and streamline it from that but I was really interested in that for a long time because narrative is so yeah it's it's hard. I wouldn't call that selfish or lazy. I'd call that like uh, I would call that wanting like preservation, right? Your like documentaries are just like preserving like things that happen as they happen. Yeah, yeah. I think like the the lazy stuff is like kids' cartoons on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, 
like the well okay no because i think memes are really hard to make i think tiktoks are really hard to make tiktok is a beast yeah like i i think it's really interesting that i don't think i could ever make a tick like a good tiktok or like i don't think i could ever make a good i couldn't have ever made a good vine i couldn't have ever made something visually that went viral and that's really funny to me like when i think about it because i feel like i can make other things i can make other things like these longer forms of media right but i guess like that's just so crazy that i like will never do that you're just like it's like i feel like i kind of have this i do like i may used to make memes on the side but I am, like, I feel like I'm more suited geared towards longer form content. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're just, like, old people. Like, we're getting lost in the wave. Like, these new kids are, yeah, that's they're the, the ones thing. who are making cool TikToks. And I'm stuck in YouTube era. I was talking about that the other day. I was like, I can watch a TikTok. But, like, I would, I actually, I don't have Shouldn't. the need. I don't feel the urge to make one. But that's, like, a 15-year-old, 6-year-old, 16-year-old thing yeah. that I'm thinking about. That they're, like... I'm going to do a dance today for TikTok, gonna and I'm going to have fun. Like, that's, like, what they want to do. <laughs> and I'm, like, I have never, like, I never would have put a filter on it. Yeah, and they're, like, music. I'm, I'm going to have a good time doing this, and I'm going to be a filmmaker doing it. And, like, I think that's, it's really valid because it's, like, I don't know. It's fine. Could, like, could Scorsese do a TikTok? <laughs> I don't know. I may be treading, might, here, treading I, some high water here, but I'm just saying. We're getting into some deep territory. I don't know. I mean. But, I mean. I think what Scorsese would do, obviously, is just make an entire movie out of TikToks. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, would he make the TikTok? I think, I, I directors, I think, who could make TikToks? Uh, Quentin Tarantino could make a TikTok. Quentin Tarantino could make a TikTok. <laughs> he uh, could make a TikTok. Um, I would want to see the Steve Harvey TikTok, 100%. Steve Harvey? <laughs> the Steve Harvey TikTok. Okay, well, he's not a director. Oh, he? that, he's not a director, no. Yeah, don't just throw random names out here for TikToks. I'm sure, I know he could make a TikTok. I know he could, but can directors make TikToks? Directors make TikToks. That's the question at hand. What would an Ari Aster TikTok look like? Oh my god. Um, That's the... Screaming for like seven... How long? I don't even know how long TikToks are. I think they can be longer than six seconds. Up to a minute. Up to a minute? I think think up to a minute. I think a full minute of screaming. Like her uh, midsummer in the barnyard, just that yeah, scene, just, screaming. Just oh my screaming. god! I think that would be very fun and nice. That guy um, really knows how to pull. He could make a TikTok. Quentin Tarantino, I said can't. Scorsese could not. Scorsese could not. Um, Sam Mendes could not make a TikTok. I'm totally. I would want to see a Sam Esmol tic- TikTok. Just for the, just for the <laughs> he would love making a TikTok. Dude, just for like the angles he would do. <laughs> he would love making a TikTok. I think I think he'd have the most fun making a TikTok out of everyone. Sam Esmo just loves to you think that man just loves to play around with the camera. I yeah, I like started watching Mr. Robot. It was one Dude. of those shows that like I loved for so long. Like I was like watching, watching, watching. Yes. And then it, I got out of really super quickly. So I haven't seen the end. But yeah, because uh, I've some on season three. Oh yeah, on season I've three. I've seen okay. season three. It's the Amazon Prime effect where it's like they have all the episodes up until the new one comes out, and mm. you gotta buy it. Yeah, wait for the yeah. New season my mom, so out. I got my mom into it. And my mom literally had to buy like the la- or like rent the last season. Yeah. And she was like, so if you want to watch it, and I was like, oh cool, yes, 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 I do. And then just like that, I got out of it so quick. Yeah. And so I haven't watched the end of it, um, but that's a really yeah. good series. I really, really like that series. It's I, I even though it can be a little cringy, too on the nose yeah. sometimes, but 
I think I feel like for me, I know this is a mildly controversial statement. A lot of people don't compare these shows, but I think it's better than Breaking Bad. Interesting that you are comparing them. I think they are the kind of cinematic in a sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like the just I the visual aesthetic of Mr. Robot puts it over for me for. Like as a as like a mature long theme storytelling sure. dark adult show about yeah. middle morally gray characters doing morally gray things that escalate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think is that is that a video? Is that a video? What? Comparing Breaking Bad to Mr. Robot. I is that a video? Idea? I thought. You were making a reference to the Robbie Malik video. Do you know the video that I'm about to tell you about? I don't. Where there's a fan, and they're like, hi, like, can I take a picture with you, Robbie? And yeah. he's like there, and <laughs> he says, is that a video? And he gets really mad. He's like, is that a video? And then he, like, stops it, and people made, like, a ton of memes <laughs> off of him being crazy about that. I don't know why. Is that real? It's real. Yeah, you can look it up. You can say, Robbie Malik, is that a video? And he's like mad that it's a video so I thought you were trying to say that to me and I got really nervous because no that was a sad it's a, it's very cringy to watch because like that is this that's fan like just cringe really wanted to see him he was like I thought you were great as Freddie Mercury yeah exactly and then he turns out to literally be his Mr. Robot character it's <laughs> not a video he's, yeah, he's method really... acting with the morphine yeah yeah exactly uh, Better Call Saul. Have you are you watching Better Call Saul? I literally have not. Not did you Even see? Even though Breaking I love Bad? Bob uh, Odenkirk or Odenkirk, That's I, the man. I love him. Bob He's Odenkirk. awesome. But He's no, I haven't so seen him. Charismatic. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, this is, this is a fried thought. I think he would be a good Doctor Who. A Doctor Who. Yeah, I think he would be. A, if, if he was ever that, American, twenty twenty, who would be a good Doctor Who? I mean, I like Jodie Whittaker, but the... I don't know who that is. I stopped watching that when I was, like, 14, maybe? I'm surprised you watched it at all. I had, like, a little moment where I thought it was... I couldn't understand. Like, my brain could not comprehend that it had so many seasons, and I was, like, wondering why it was doing... It was... So many. It was just a very, like, crazy thing that it's just, like, fiction, fictionalized, like, narrative TV show that had that many, like, you know. There's that many episodes. Well, for me to, like, wrap my brain around that, because, like, I never heard of anything like that. So I was like, oh, so it's like, it was hard because it's, like, the only TV shows that are running a long time are usually the the reality shows or something like that, you know. Or you just get, like, spinoffs of the same show. So Mm -hmm, it's, it's mm -hmm. like, this is one, technically one long narrative. Yeah. Following the same They really did some loopholes on that to to make it that way. I think that's the best part, though. Mm-hmm. That's like that's when you really when you, the best shows the shows that can reinvent themselves and mm. not be stinky garbage when they do sure. it. Sure, yeah. Like longevity, you get good characters and new situations, mm-hmm. growing, and yeah, narrative is hard. Yep, narrative it, is really hard. It's to get just right. like you said. Uh, I think you know a lot, a lot about a lot about like the narrative cycle since you're an editor too. Yeah, I like to edit. Um, I started off, like, really liking editing just because I had all the tools, because it's, like, really easy to just, like, you know, as someone who grew up with a computer, it's really easy to get on the computer and learn how to do something that's just mainly on the computer, and so I would say all the time I want to be an editor, and I was, like, really into the idea that I could be an editor full-time, 
and I still would I would for sure anytime I'd, I'd edit for money but like I was really like yeah yeah let me let me edit I'll do that for my life and yes. then I like because I kind of had this idea that like I could make the narrative in the same way that when you're editing your own doc but then I actually like talked to some people in like the industry and they mm-hmm. were like well you're really just there you just kind of well you're just there to uh, make sure that the director's vision comes alive. And so then I was like, that's depressing. Like, I really, I didn't know. And so then I was like, okay, well, maybe I have to direct or something then. And then I got into writing again because I've always written just little things. But I really do like screenwriting as freaking tough as it is to make a good script i really really i like trying it's fun it sounds like that is you though you like to craft the narrative and then bring it to life yeah i think the hardest thing is like second guessing and like before you even start with like an idea and but i think i didn't realize that it would help but i think it really does help to just watch like anything and everything if not for inspiration but really just like oh they made this like, they really made that. Like, even if it's bad, like, it's actually even better when it's bad because, because you see it. the fact like, that it got made. Yeah, and they're like, you know what? Like, they made this narrative, like, and, it, and the narrative is just, like, it's bare. It's not even that... Shell. ...good, and they got it made, and, like... Here I am watching it on my couch. Yeah, I'm like, here it is. And like, so, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm, um, I'm inspired by bad media all yeah. the time. Honestly... You can learn a lot from Birdemic. I don't even know what that is, and I'm glad I don't know. <laughs> that shows that I am on the right path, that I don't know what that is. You're on the very right path. And I never oh will. God. I will never know. Okay, come, don't say that word again to me. I don't want it. This Redacted. is like... Redacted. Not a word. Birdemic? No, don't say it. <laughs> it's, it's like done. an epidemic. Not talking about it. But nope. with birds. Don't know Remember it. Bird Flu? Mm, this nope. is... Nope. The Tommy Wiseau room of Hitchcock movies. What? Like the birds? Yeah, I know the birds. No, it's a birdemic. It's a birdemic. It's really bad. Don't watch it. Of course. Or watch it. No, watch it or. Learn how to not make a birdemic. No, I won't, but thank you. Are you sure? It's about climate change. It's out of my vocabulary. It's about climate change. It's been redacted. You said that you would watch. No, we are moving away from birdemic, just to preface. Thank God. You said... You would be willing to watch anything and everything. Is that true? <laughs> Did I say that in this podcast? I believe so, yes. Redact it. No. <laughs> Change it. We're not canceling it. Get it out. <laughs> I want that out. Um, We're going to bump it and drop it. Only, I'll only watch it if a professor is like making me watch oh. it. That's the thing. Like, uh, I've watched a lot of things that I never thought I would watch simply right. just because... Uh, a professor walks in and is like, "Hey, we're gonna watch this today," and I'll watch it yeah. a little bit. That is, I, I I do agree with that. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a weird thing to agree with. I'm like that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I wonder. Do you think that's gonna get picked up? For sure. Should we just? Oh, we stop. Okay. Yeah, you know, people get home late when you don't have any money to record. Insert sponsor here, <laughs> and we're back. Uh. Sorry, I'm just gonna watch them. What are they doing out there? They're walking in. They're just bowling. 
wonder if they're walking. No, they're walking. I wonder how Your oblivious neighbors. these LED lights are. It's your neighbor. My neighbor? Mm-hmm. That, uh, I have some issues with that guy at the end of the street. Sure. I don't know who it is. I'm sure you do. It's a whole thing. I'm sure. Let me ask you something. Okay. What's your experience like with animation? Just watching and even dabbling. Okay. Um, I was really interested in 3D animation for a long time, so I took some 3D animation courses. I wish I could have taken more. Yeah. Uh, but I think in my last semester, because I do have a semester after this, that I'm going to be able to, I'll have a lot of free time. I don't yes. have that many classes, so I am going to get in the lab and try to do some like more... Blender. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do we use? We use ZBrush. I've used. Here are the things I've used for three D animation. Maya. Bl- the ZBrush. Mm-hmm. Unreal Engine. Oh. Ooh. Ooh, and Substance Painter. Substance if you Painter. know Substance Painter. Yes. Yeah. So I've used. I've used all those. I'm not. I'm not proficient at any of those. Like it was like kind of like a one and done. Like okay, here's like kind of an overview, kind yeah. of survey class but of learn. all these things. Yeah. yeah. But I was really interested in it. Never could I actually ever be an animator at any sort of time, but I was really inspired because there's this amazing event that happens. I don't know if it's like monthly or kind of, it's kind of, I feel like it's whenever, but it's called Multadult. Have you ever heard of it? Multadult, I haven't. Amazing, amazing event. It's called Multadult. Where is it? And they used to have it at Skylab, and it's hosted Mm by. Sarah Mae Schmidt, who's an animator, and so basically she would just bring in all of these really unknown, uh, quirky, like, indie, uh, experimental animations. Right. And you said Malt Lab? Malt Adults. Malt Adults. At Skylab. Is, like, and she it sounds actually... sounds vaguely familiar. She actually got, I think she got a teaching position at CCAD, and they actually have showings at CCAD. When they would have the showings at Skylab, they would just have, like, 40s there. They would have, like, liquor. And, like, of course, they're not carding. Like, so it was... So for me, it was, like, just such a fun event nice. because it was, like, when I first got to CCAD, I went, and that it sounds... was, like, my first, like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, the kind of life that I would rather live than, like, going to Block at OSU. Like, I'd rather go Going to premieres. Yeah, and, and, like, and just watch, like, this weird totally like sometimes disturbing sometimes really funny like sometimes really sad and like really good um just all of these experimental animations from all over the world like they're like she got permission sometimes to play stuff that was actually playing in festivals and the only reason that they gave her permission was because it was like 12 people sitting in a room yeah. and so it's like they're like oh okay i guess you can have it but I really, really liked that, and so then that made me want to try 3D animation, so I tried 3D animation. I've done, like, storyboarding um, digitally, mm-hmm. which is, like, that's that's a lot more fun, but, like, I feel like I get kind of weird and, like, perfection-y about that if I'm doing it there, because it's like, I can make it better, I can, sh- I, I can do it, I can make it way better. Is that what you like in the editing room, too? Yeah, like, yeah. I think... I don't want, like, that's the thing. It's, like, for me, I don't want to ever say that, like, I'm a perf- perfectionist because it's, like, nothing ever comes out perfect. Yeah. I feel like sometimes, I feel like if I said I was a perfectionist and then I showed you some of the stuff You I would made, go through and be like, 
someone would watch it and be like, um, this is far from perfect, sis. And so (laughs) I don't ever want to be like, I'm a perfectionist. Like, but I mean, I would like to like pay a lot of attention to stuff. I want to be thorough. I think that's a hard problem for me when I'm trying to stuff when I need to get through it quick. It's hard to like let yourself be okay with that like sloppy cut, but it's like you gotta work through it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's a really good skill to have is kind of like pushing that away, pushing the thoroughness away, and going for just straight speed sometimes, especially for like jobs and things like that. Like that is really really important. That was me going like the last month making videos on my phone. Mm -hmm. Like okay, what cuts to make everything flow better? I'm like nope, it's straight through it. We're steamrolling it. It's (laughs) covered. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm doing with this, too. It's one long, uninterrupted cut. Mm -hmm. Uh, No editing. Shut up. I did not know that. Besides just some tweaking a little bit. You know, like cleaning up. It's okay because I did say things are redacted. Redacted. You can... We'll have to go back and actually redact them. No, well, I mean, I I think when I say redacted, it is actually redacted. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. That's fine for you. That you that must I be said like. I it, and now it's redacted. Yeah, that must be some film school stuff that I didn't learn. Ah, uh, well, I mean, it's just like. That's how. Some life stuff for you, you know. Yeah. yeah. My life is well. Your life is definitely sound. Uh, interesting. Oh, thank you. That's what this podcast is all about, right? Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I wanted to. Is there? So let's talk about your life for a second. You mentioned to me that you're all in private or whatever. You mentioned to me you're working on a thesis. You have a thesis, right? Yeah, in private, I have mentioned private. to you that I'm working on a thesis film. Let me Thank just expose you. you right I don't know um, how to. I don't know how to phrase that. Yeah. I'm aware that you're working on a thesis film. Yes. And that is based on your experiences as a human being. With a life. Yeah. Uh. Tell me a little bit about your thesis. What's what? Is, what is your thesis? I suppose. Yeah. How did you? Well, sir, if you, if you let me, I'll tell you all about it. Here I'll we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I think it's a really hard place to start just talking about it. I think if I were to just like pitch it really quickly, it would be a narrative about two sisters trying to find like familial intimacy like when there's a lot of pressures of the world kind of against them and by world I mean like addiction and I wanted to make a story about the Midwest for a really long time I'm I'm from North Canton Ohio Mm -hmm. and so that's like a two-hour drive and so I would all the time I just drive back and forth from Canton to Columbus and so I'd have these two-hour drives and they never really bothered me I would just listen to music the most of the time and I would listen to music and like look out kind of like over the rolling hills and stuff like that and I was really inspired I was thinking a lot about like kind of the youth in crisis around not necessarily the story that I ended up telling but kind of a story that was less close to myself I was thinking a lot about like kids in I think a lot about like how different the real downtown Columbus is from like German village and like stuff like that like it's it's really sad and I've only been around like 
a few times and it's hard when you go to OSU mm. for a long time and you see like all of this gentrification, everything like that. But it's not really like, I was thinking about that, but for me that wasn't like really like Midwest, like because we are still a city. So I was thinking about kind of like my experiences living, living in Canton and a small place like that. And I don't want to be here for any longer than I have to be. And so I kind of wanted something to just kind of like send me off in a way, even if I won't be gone for a while. But like, I was thinking about that and then um, my family kind of started going through like a really terrible time and like someone in my family got addicted to hard drugs, like one specifically. And so I kind of had to like watch that, but it's not my like, it's my immediate family, but it's not my sister. It's right. my, it's my cousin's sister. Yeah. And so I kind of had to watch her go through that. And so I didn't really know what to do. And I didn't, but I didn't, I'm, maybe you can gain this about me, but I'm not a person who stays silent and I'm not a person that doesn't say anything. Right. I just, I like, I like to be proactive. I don't like sitting in situations. I don't like not talking to I don't and like so, anything like yeah. that. And so you saw someone close to you, like, mm-hmm. that was hurting, like, hurting and in pain. You didn't have a way to, like, kind of voice that. Yeah, well, I didn't know what I could do to help yeah. because I don't, I, I felt really, like, helpless. And maybe that's, like, a selfish thing to feel. I, I think about that a lot of how, like, maybe it is really selfish to be like, oh, I can't do anything. Like, let me do this. And so, because at the end of the day, it's, like, really me feeling like, fuck, I can't, I can't fix it. And so what can I do if I'm not fixing it? You know, I have right. to do something. And so I thought about it more. And, like, over the summer, I just wrote this script that was kind of morphing that idea of, like, the Midwest and then taking the idea of, like, being helpless in someone else's addiction. And I put the two together. And that's kind of how my script for my thesis film came about. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, it just happened. And I was, like this is it, like, this is a script, I, I wrote it in, like, one sitting, and it's not super long, but I think I got everything that I needed to say out there, and I, like, read it, the first person who ever yeah. saw it was my cousin, um, not the cousin who is going through, like, addiction right now, right. but my other cousin, because basically, if she thought it was, like, exploitative, or if she didn't like it at all, then I wouldn't have done anything, like, you... I wouldn't tell you this right now. It would be nothing. Right. I would make something else. But she really, really liked it. And so since she really liked it and since I felt really, really good about the script, I decided to go ahead and start trying to make it. That's the story yeah. of how that came about. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a couple of reasons why that's not selfish. Oh, you don't have to. Because you've got, <laughs> you got morals for the first part. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to get your sister, to, your, your cousin to read that. But you did and you cared about the feedback. So the morals part, either you wanted to make sure that it wasn't exploitative or disrespectful or causing any harm in any way. That's a good reason to make content. You wanted to do it to help other people, not necessarily yourself, but any other person who obviously is going to see that video and think, 
you know, like, I'm not a loner. There are other people out there. Mm-hmm. Or that there are people that are maybe like me in the Midwest. You've got your story, right? Mm-hmm. And then maybe somebody out there has yeah. theirs. And they can really... It, just being able to have that media, that piece of you out there for them to find one day. I think that does... And, and with the intentions and, like, the heart behind it, I think that does more for anyone because people will really connect with that. It's not like you're just out here trying to make a buck. Yeah, mm. I, I think that's, like, it makes it harder and easier. It makes it easier when people message me or because my... I, I decided that for when I made an Indiegogo campaign for it that the way... <laughs> The way that you can get people to care is if you tell them the truth. Like, I think yes. that's the most important thing. Like, I think my best works have come from me being so brutally honest. And because I think I think people, like, with social media, the thing that they want most is to see people's, like, armors crack and they want to see people fail. And I think that... For someone like me, I've always found power in saying that I fail all the time. Yeah. Because there's no way that anyone can come to me and they can say, look at what you're trying to do. Like, look at kind of the persona that, yes. like, there is no persona. Like, I'm, being, I'm trying to be as honest as I can all the time. And I think the best, like, work that I've ever made is from me being honest when it's embarrassing, even. And this is, for me, yeah, for me, um... I was like, okay, well, I I guess I'll be honest in this Indiegogo campaign explanation and how, like, it's affected me, and um, I'll just, like, take it from there because I I just want to, I feel like I need to be a little honest, and so when I was honest, a lot of, like, I got a lot of people who would, like, reach out and say things to me about, like, their own experiences, and that's really crazy Yeah. because... It's, like, good because people are reaching out and trying to support you for something, and they're excited. But then it's really scary because you want to make something really good, and you want to make something that those people can then see and either relate or feel comforted by or feel heard by rather than feel exploited by or feel angry with. It's weird. Like, it's like this weird, this is a lot more than I asked for, but thanks. (laughs) Who, me? Me saying that? Well, I no, no, no. This is, this is you. Like, like you're, you're like, please donate. It's like, oh my God, thank you so much for the help. Like, you're, you're out here trying to tell my story. And you're like, you know, thanks. But this is more than I asked for. Like, sure. Thanks. But that's, but that's the main thing. Like, I didn't want anyone to feel like when I was, like, trying to get funding. Like, I didn't want anyone yeah. to feel like that I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll take your $10. Like, no, that's it's such not. a big deal. Like, that's such a freaking big deal for anyone to give any sort of money to anything I didn't expect any kind of money and for people to even like look at it and then just like message me and be like hey like I don't have money right now but that was really like that I felt something like wow thank you like I don't expect that I don't expect anything from people and so even that is just like really important so for me like it's hard because it's like it was never about the money because yeah. like I'm getting need, funding, need but money. I need right. funding. You need the money. But it's also like it isn't about the money when people are coming and they're like, "Hey, like this, I felt something. Thank you." Like it's like I'm you're helping. Like, you. That's what I'm, that's what we're here for, you know. That's what we're doing. Yeah, and I think uh, 
I think you've done a good job of not like because I know you didn't exactly meet your goal, mm-hmm. but you did. You still got like a, a, a sizable amount. Like, oh yeah. You should be very proud of what you raised. Oh yeah, yeah like, for you... sure. Yeah, um, I'm really really happy. And then people like Venmoed me after that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and it was funny because I just got an email literally today. I just got an email from one of the places that I interned at, and they somehow found out, which I really don't know how they found out. Mm-hmm. But they were like, "Do you still need funding?" Oh. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I think they're going to, like, signal boost something, but the campaign's ended. So I'm kind of trying to figure out how I tell them that my Venmo name is, like, Timothy Chalamet. And they should just Venmo (laughs) Timothy Chalamet. No. I know. That that was a dilemma. That's why I'm not messaged back yet. Because I don't know how to be like, yeah, I I do still need money for post audio. uh, It's Timothy Chalamet. (laughs) Make, make make like, a cash app or something. Ah, I was, mm, Or PayPal. PayPal. PayPal's official. PayPal's official. Maybe. We'll PayPal. think about it. Maybe pay, PayPal. That's... I'm just so lazy. Venmo's just so easy. Venmo's so easy. But I, I do feel like it's less, like, yeah. official. All right. But, but yeah. I, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. I, that, that's a good plug for Are we Venmo. talking? Are we We're talking talk, about I him now? talk about him. Let's talk, Let's about, talk about him. Tell me. Okay. Uh, preface. Timothy Chalamet is an actor, right? Yes. Um, why he's very popular on Twitter? He's popular everywhere. He's popular everywhere. He's everywhere. And I'm, I'm I'm new to this. This is is this is this like a new glow up? Shut up. You know. I you don't know. Don't even act like you don't know. I did some research on Timothy Chalamet. What do you want me to say video. about him? Because I'll say whatever you want me to say about him. I say whatever you want to say about him. This is your show. Like lead this me in. Your... Lead me in with like what do you want to know? Okay. Um. What I want to okay. I, so I guess for the people at home, what I want to know first is who. Why is he what what's so pop what's the what is it why is he popular? Why is he popular? Oh I love him because he is just like the perfect boy. Like he is like the perfect boy for me. I just think he looks he's the right amount of like emaciated. He's like he's the right amount of like sad looking. Sad and like the Relatable. amazing like Big hair, like eerily pale sometimes, um, boyish, like so boyish. What was, what was like your first time? What was the first time you realized you were in love with Timothy Chalamet? <sighs> Thank you for letting me tell the story. Um, so I watched Call Me by Your Name in theaters. Call and, Me by Your Name. Yes, okay. his like, I feel like that was like a breakout performance for him because he was nominated for an Oscar. I oh, did you know this? I. I don't keep up with the Oscars. Don't pretend. I don't keep up with okay, the Oscars. Okay, you should look it up. I really don't. It was, I think he was either um, as like a leading or supporting best male actor. Best male, right? yeah. It might have been leading because I think he was the leading That'll actor. definitely get eyes but, on you. And he was actually one of the youngest in a long time because he was like 22 at the time, 21, 22. Okay. So yeah, yeah, at the time when Call Me By Your Name came out. And I went in... In the first half of the film, I was like, I didn't care. It was like, it was so slow. It was so atmospheric. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. You should watch. Is that A24? No, it's, um, oh my gosh. It's Luca um, Guadini. Oh my gosh, I cannot pronounce his last name. But he did the new Suspiria. I really like him. He makes beautiful films. Okay. But like, it's very like, we're in Italy and this is Italy. And now we're at the Italian like countryside. And now we're like 
you know, like riding our bikes like yeah. against the vineyards. Like I've seen an anime that takes place in Italy. Yeah, so it's very right. it's and I feel like in the same way it'll be it's very atmospheric and it's very beautiful and it's very nuanced. Like it's like I think the biggest thing about it was in the very in the first half it's very nuanced and like the it's a relationship between an older man, um, Army Hammer, and a younger boy who he's staying with their family for the summer. And he they become attracted to each other and so it's a love story between right. two men and in the beginning it's super super nuanced and so for me i'm like this shit boring like yeah. i'm like this is this is i'm so bored and then like the minute that things started to get like kind of hot and heavy like i feel like steamy. the narrative yeah steamy it starts picking up and it becomes so incredibly like gutturally like heartbreaking and I just remember, like, after watching this, I, at the time of watching it and after, I had no, no attraction to Timothy Chalamet. I was watching it, I was like, who's this? Don't care. Okay. But after the movie, I wouldn't, I I literally wouldn't talk to anyone after the movie. I was sobbing, because I cry a lot at movies, and I was sobbing, I put up my hood, and I had to leave. I wouldn't talk to, I went with, like, four other people, and I wouldn't talk to anybody after. I said, I have to go, bye. (laughs) Because, like, it literally, like, upset me. I was very upset by it. So I thought it was really good, and then, I don't know, like, a few months after that, I just kept hearing his name more, and I was like, oh, I remember watching that, and I guess it was, like, a delayed response to loving him. Yeah. Because afterward, I was like, oh, okay, maybe he was cute, and then I'm like, wait, he's too cute. He's beautiful. And he was there the whole time. Yeah, yeah, he was the boy next door. I'm blind. Yeah, and so then I became, like, a really big fan of him, and then it was... I think it was a really great moment in his career when he did Beautiful Boy. Did you watch or do you know about Beautiful Boy? I haven't Boy? seen it and know about it. That's uh, Steve Carell. And yeah. that I feel like I feel like that might have been an inspiration for you a little bit. Was that was that, is that I does that hold some truth to it? So I I would actually say no. Because no? I didn't think about it at all when I was writing. I was really thinking about my immediate my immediate life when I wrote that. But I haven't seen it, but I know you like Timothy, and I know he's in it, and I know yeah, what it's about. It's, so. Yeah, yeah. The, um, Timothy Chalamet, his character is addicted to heroin, and it's about... And this is the reason that I didn't take from it, because it's primarily about a father, Steve Carell's journey through his son's addiction. Mm-hmm. And for me, my experience... You're a couple with, more steps removed. Yeah, my experience with heroin is that of someone at the same level. Like, this, I didn't birth this person. I'm just related to this person. Yeah. And it's the same way for my characters that I'm talking about. They're sisters. And so they're almost like a level, level playing field, you know? Like, and so it's it's a lot different, I think, than... Plus, it's a short, which, you know, a whole feature-length film just, like, dealing with, like, the ups and downs and the turbulence of addiction. Yeah. But I really, really enjoyed the the approach that was taken to the film about addiction it was really interesting to me I like watched Timothy of course I watched Timothy talking about it one time and he he mentioned that like he said he was like you know the script like you don't you don't see how his character gets addicted you don't see how it comes to him you don't see any of the before you just see that he's addicted and he mentioned that it's not important. 
it's not important how it happened. It's important that it's happening happen right now, now because it can happen to anyone. And it and that's I think it was a really I think it's a really good choice to like a, do that just to show that, you know, you're not trying to say it can happen to anyone or this is specifically how it happens. Like it just is here now and you have to deal with it. And so I really, really liked that. I learned that after I watched it, I was like, wow, that's really powerful. I like that approach. And yeah. And so, um, I kind of, I mean, just the way that I wanted to tell my narrative, my narrative is right in like the middle of someone's addiction, you know? Okay. I feel like my uh, my Timothy Chalamet journey is clam helmet. Mm-hmm. I feel like my Timothy clam helmet journey is starting to mirror yours, because I I'm realizing now that I've actually seen an, another movie that he was in. Which Lady Bird. I haven't seen. And you haven't seen that one. No. Wow. No, I have not, and nor will I ever. I think. Uh, that's a fi- that's a perfectly fine choice to make. Yeah. Uh, like I didn't remember him from it. I, yeah. Don't remember a lot of I think about he was beautiful movie. in it. I've of course seen like the, screenshots, the screenshots right. and stuff. Yeah, he was good in it. I remember. I remember liking him, but not enough to like remember, you know, remember, remember that it was it. him. Yeah, for and sure. Now, I, and then I saw the trailer for what is it? The French Bulletin. The French Dispatch. Was interesting. Yes, yes. I saw that trailer. And I'm like, I recognize that. Hey, that's that pretty. Hey, yeah. it's all clicking. That's the man with the hair. I know that guy. Mm-hmm. Wes I'm Anderson movies are always a treat to watch. You like them? I think so, yeah. They're polarizing. I think it's like love it or hate it sort of thing, you know? You I'm really a- have to be into him. Yeah, I should re-clarify that. I should redact that. Okay, uh, redacted. Wes Anderson's animated movies are always a treat to watch. Okay. Isle of Dogs? Yes. You liked that? I thought... I th- not as much as Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. But I liked it. I just don't like that he has this fascination with... Uh, other countries and their cultures and things like that, but refuses to re- release something in another language. And I think you're going to see the same thing happen with the French Dispatch. It's kind of like romanticizing and huh. emphasizing yeah. whatever is happening in France at I this mean, point in time, but they're all it, speaking though, English. If you think about it, it's just easier. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I guess it is for the fact that he wants to be wants all American with his cast, but then I think make he, a non-American... No. Hiring French actors is one thing, but Wes Anderson writing a Wes Anderson film in French is another. Get a translator. That's true. I'm not saying that he should do I just think it's I think it's interesting that in is, a not yeah. cool way. But what I think and I think it's it's more it's a more immediate issue now that like we got that amazing Bong Joon Ho speech. Yes. <laughs> he said that like it is a one inch barrier it is of a subtitles. One inch barrier. And I think that, I think, I don't know. I wonder if anyone will say anything when this movie comes out. But I think about that. I think about, like, he's very invested in trying to, like, uh, just have this weird, very, like, like, culture vulture kind of thing. He is kind of just, like, swoop around stuff and just like, Wes Anderson it. Yeah. That's, I think Isle of Dogs was, there was, like, no excuse for a lot of that. Yeah. That. There was, that was, Isle of Dogs was, yeah, there should have been some more Japanese actors in that. And yeah, all of it's kind of. I'm a, uh, I'm a fan. I think we're about to start talking about anime because I'm a fan of anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think anime. Bong Joon Ho is as a made great point for anime is that mm-hmm. it is a lot of good storytellings and narratives and characters just mm-hmm. behind a subtitle layer for yeah. some shows. 
the rest of people. And then the the animation is off putting to some people. Mm-hmm. But do you have any strong opinions on it or opinions? On anime, yeah. uh, I tried to be a watcher for a long time. I watched a lot of Naruto for a while. Right. It was like funny because at the time I was watching like a lot of episodes and then I realized I was like, oh wait, I was really depressed. That's why I was yeah. doing that. But I was really into it because that was like something from my childhood, mm-hmm. probably from like yours too. That you know, it was one of those animes that got past. Yeah, like it got to it was, be on Cartoon Network. It was one of the big ones, yeah. Yeah, and like in America, and so yeah, I really liked that. I watched, um, of course, or on High, High School, School Host, Host Club. Club. Yes, how did I know it was coming? That was that was. Good. I mean, this is for people. I've like done like baseline. Early... I'm like baseline anime anime person. What was the one? The swimming one. Free. Yes! I watched that one. And I didn't understand why nothing really happened. But is that like a slice of life one? Free? Yeah. Free is slice of life slash yaoi bait. Okay. It's okay. pretty boys doing pretty things. Yeah. And I didn't... And I was not expecting that. I was expecting like some more drama or like something to happen. There's a, lo- there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of anime that are just cute slash pretty people mm-hmm. doing cute slash pretty things. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Sylvie started texting me. Speaking of her the earlier. What? Her last day at the... Sylvie started texting me. I'm like, it's buzzing on my oh, phone. Oh, you're seeing it. Oh, yeah. okay. Amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, was like, what? I'm just, I was like, am I running it? Am I running my time limit? Here? No, you're perfectly fine. Uh, yeah, my experience with anime was I watched... I did watch like Cartoon Network stuff, but mm-hmm. I, just, I watched... I enjoyed the Adult Swim stuff more. Oh, I watched Death Note. That was another one that I That's watched. That's a good one. I really liked it. I have uh, Cowboy Bebop on my shelf. Right oh, now. I've watched Cowboy Bebop, yes. too. Yeah, Dude. I like Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Yeah. So we're getting... I mean, I haven't watched it all, but like that was one of the shows I was like, I started watching. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is really nice. But then it's just, I, I fall off from things so quick. It like, is, yeah. Um, I think the, the biggest point that anime has for now, especially, is that there are so many shows that are just like 12 episodes, done. Yeah. 26 episodes, done. Like, you do get, like, your Naruto's and stuff that are yeah. still running. When did you watch Naruto? I think I watched like it what? in, like, 2018. 2017, 2018. Oh, okay. But, and I was, like, really yeah. into it, you know? But the show has been running for so long. Yeah. And it's still Spin-offs, running. Like, yeah. God. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot yeah, of, Yeah, I like, think that's, like, one thing that's, like, intimidating about am- anime. Because, like, I think there was a point where I wanted to watch more, and I try to look, and it's, like... There's a million, so like there's many. so many, and some of them, and if you don't know it or you're not into it, it can blend together. Like it's like, oh, this is just all the same. Yeah. But it's like when you get into something, it's like, no, it's not the same. It's like this is. You know, but it's yeah. like when you don't, it's like you generalize things, and so for yeah. me, I was like, this is all the same. I can't that's, do this. That's a, that's me with reality TV shows. Sure. Like I'm just like. Sure. It's all The Bachelor or The Bachelor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Except if you don't like it, you're just like, that's it. Like yeah. that's it. And it's, it's especially easy to do that with anime because, like, when there's bad things to point at in anime, there's bad things mm, to point mm-hmm. at. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess, I guess you get that with every, like, medium, right? Oh, yeah. So. You generalize anything. Yeah. Like you hate it. <sighs> that's, that's the truth on this. I, th- I used to think I hate everything. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but now, I just hate most things. Mm. I'm like a... A t-shirt from Walmart. That's like, that's one of the, the first minion meme that I ever made on Facebook. Wait, really? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you said you made memes earlier and I was like, is this coming back now? I'm no, I, this. <laughs> no, Is this I, the truth? It's not. Don't I, lie to me. No minion. Uh, 
Hold up. No. No minion memes. Okay. No minion memes. We're redacting it then. Redacted minion memes. Let's keep it in. Okay. I want I want my association with minion minion memes on the record just in case. Okay. Well, I'm redacting mine, so. No. You were just talking to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Speaking of minions. No. No. <laughs> no segue. <laughs> no. Uh, I no I make I make shit posts pretty much. Okay. Like you the quick little like videos yeah. of uh these like green screen stuff or JoJo memes. Oh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Okay, I've never watched but I I've known people yeah. who are like very into it. I don't it's tough to get into once you do you really it's yeah really i think fun. that like i think probably someone tried to show me like one episode before and i was like i'm not getting yeah. it <laughs> skip to part two yeah it's fun it's fun yeah it deals with racism right off the bat like oh, yeah. hey this is bad oh okay so good morals right yeah for sure for sure <laughs> uh i can't what i don't want to talk about anime because i i would go on for hours Mm-hmm. But what what are you what are what are some shows you're watching right now? Shows that I'm watching right now. Are you I do do people watch shows right now or is it, do it, is it just What's like, the deal with watching shows? Yeah. <laughs> do does anyone watch them? I don't think these so. guys watching yeah. shows. These people. <laughs> <laughs> what are they thinking? What shows do they watch? Do they watch shows? How many shows? <laughs> are are there shows? I don't know. Are there shows? Yeah. What does is a show exist? <laughs> I don't That's I don't funny. know. I don't think so. Um well, I am just because I've been working so much. Sure, let's yeah. call it that. Since I've been working so much, I'm not doing anything serialized just because that's it's hard for me to get into that kind of thing right now. Yeah. So movies are really good. I haven't seen a movie in a big old second except like if we're watching something in a class. In class. But. For shows, uh, my mom tried to show me Avenue 5 last night, or not last night, like two nights ago. Did you ever hear about that? Never it's from either. the creator of Veep, and it's like a it's like a comedy that's set in outer space. It's like a luxury space liner, hmm. and they get, basically the whole thing is they get, they're getting like stranded, and they have like a longer trip than they expected, yeah. and so it's like chaos ensues, and it was okay, um, but... I'm not super impressed by a lot of just normal comedies anymore. They have to be kind of, they have to be like dynamic and like cinematography or something else for me to really be like, yes. (sighs) But I'm also, I'll also just pick, I don't, I've never seen an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, like one from another. Like I just like pick a random episode. Like I just do a random episode and I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's it. And I'm like, okay, I get it, cool, funny, I like it, I love it a lot, I love Larry David. I don't, I haven't gotten into the show, but I, I've, seen the, I've seen the clips on YouTube. I laugh like an idiot and I don't know why. Like, I, th- <laughs> I think it's so funny and I don't know why. Because it's not my normal humor, like, it's not my day-to-day. Yeah. Like, the, yep, I talk like this, this is funny, or I make jokes like it. I just think it's really funny, as I just think, like, Larry David is just, like, a funny dude because he's so, like ornery and like kind of terrible yeah. and it's just really funny to kind watch like, him like that honest about how shitty like everybody is yeah he's just shitty himself and it's just kind of funny and i sometimes i laugh at just how shitty the show is like <laughs> i'm just like that's funny it is I think mean it's funny. yeah yeah i'm just like that's funny like that they are just like doing the least they can with the show yeah and that's it and that's cool to me 
So yeah. Isn't it like kind of like offensive too? Oh, yeah, I'm, probably I'm, at some point. Kind of offensive. I feel yeah. like it really pushes the bar. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of it, though. Like, I yeah. like humor that toes the line and then just kind of, like, stomps all over it. Like, yeah. These boots are made for walking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. I'm... But I, comedy is really hard. Yeah. Um, drama, yeah. I feel like, can be a lot easier. Like, drama comedy is definitely ten times easier. Where you can, Dramedy? Like, yeah, when you can, like, crack a joke after, you know, five long episodes of being extremely dramatic, and then it's like, oh, this is good. Like, Mr. Robot. Yeah. Like, I really was into Mr. Robot over the Christmas break, and before that, that's what I was, like, so into. But that's good, because it, like, in the beginning, I think it's a little too serious, but then when it starts to get meta and, like, yeah. poke fun at itself it and things like that... Like, that's when I'm like, okay, I like this drama yeah. kind of moment. This, like, tongue-in-cheek kind of picking at it. You poke like some that. holes in it. It starts sure. to breathe more. It yes. flows easier. Yeah, exactly. So I guess Mr. Robot was kind of, like, the last series that I was, like, really watching. I yeah. feel like Mr. Robot has been influential on me just because I really pay a lot more attention to my framing now. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Like... I think the best thing about it is that the storyline and the cinematography, like, are just so, like, to the detail. Like, nothing is on accident. Nothing is, let's just look like this. Like, and I think, I think shows like that are paving the way to make, like, TV this more recognizable and more, like, important media, you know, because I feel like, you know, back in the days of, like, Seinfeld, everybody loves Raymond, (laughs) TV was just there, TV was just just there, and and whatever, like, 90210, like, it was just there to be kind of ridiculous, I feel like, in a lot of ways. It was just there to be what The Simpsons is now, before it was in front of that. Yeah, like, it was just a little, all of it was a little ridiculous, but everybody knew it was a little ridiculous, but now, like, with... HBO and Netflix and, you know, every other streaming service, there's this real opportunity yeah. to make really good short-form media. Like, like miniseries stuff. Yeah, like, uh, for sure. Maniac was kind of... Was, uh, oh my god, I loved Maniac. Maniac was so good. Maniac was really I nice loved guy. Jonah Hill. Jonah. Actually, redact Timothy Chalamet. It's Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. It's been Jonah, Jonah Hill, Hill the whole time. time. From Superbad to... Yes! Superbad is a good movie. Is, Do you like Superbad? I like it. I loved it. Like, I, like I watched it, I like, it I like recently. It. Like, I watched it recently. Like, I had never watched it before because, like, yeah. I was, like, too young at the time it came out. But I watched it, and I was, like, laughing. Like, it, it was fun. There's some good it moments It was good. Movie. Maybe just because I was I was into Michael Sarah when I was younger. That uh, shows... Okay. It makes perfect sense why I'm into Timothy Chalamet now. Michael I, I liked Michael Sarah. He's like that's a, the trajectory. He's like he's like French Michael Sarah. Yeah, he's like hot Michael Sarah. Yeah. Sure. He's got like the reservedness of of him, like the, the kind of like meek he's face. He's got like the indiness quality to him, like if you can be indie in this day and age. But you know? he's less simpy. Sure, <laughs> sure. But if you ever watch Michael Sarah's Hot Ones interview, he is not a simp. I'll tell you. In real life, he's a full. True Chad, human being. True alpha. Yeah, King. he's alpha. He is so alpha. No, he I doesn't li- even know it. I genuinely like Michael Sarah. Uh, he's awesome. I don't even. I I was kind of like a Michael Sarah fan too. I I watched. Uh, was it around the time I saw Scott Pilgrim? Maybe 
I can't remember. I remember seeing him a lot and stuff as a kid. I was so into it. I read the Youth and Revolt books. Have you ever read those? No. They're... I read the Scott Pilgrim books. Okay. Because they're comics. Youth and Revolt. You should look it up after this if you don't know anything about it. I might. I, w- I will. It's derogatory. It's complete filth. Like, it's filthy. And I read that when I was, like, 14. That's the one where... that's. I remember the trailer for that. He, like, pushed his car off into the water to I think so. take his death. And he and had, it was like... like, that. And he had that, like, um... It was, like, his alter ego, Nick Twist. Yeah. Or whatever. And so it was, like, just Michael Sarah with a mustache. Yes. I remember. And, like, a really bad mustache. I remember that, yes. But I loved it. As soon as I found out he was starring in it, I bought the books and I read them. Are they, they good? Were, I mean, I don't know. I can't tell you. I... As a 14-year-old, I can't yeah. say anything was good. I was also watching Jonas Brothers fanfic that was on YouTube. Jonas so Brothers fanfic. Do you know, like, I mean, did I have taste? Uh, no. I don't know, because, like, I read, I'm in, it kind of in a similar boat, where, like, I read a lot of the Cirque de Freak books, just because I saw there was a movie out for it. Okay. But I don't know, if, I couldn't tell you if they were Never good. even heard of that. Cirque de Freak. Never even heard uh, John C. Riley was in the movie adaptation. John C. Riley. Okay. Nice. He was so miscast. It was like John T. Riley was playing the the mentor vampire, and this is like a, a thirteen book series about a kid. <laughs> John T. Riley from Step Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> he was playing. Uh, I love him. He's so good. He was playing a vampire in a, a role about two a kid who got turned into a vampire. I think ate his sister and moved to a vampire monster people mm-hmm. circus, mm-hmm. and bad things happen. Redacted Jonah Hill. Now John C. Riley. John C. Riley. John <laughs> C. Riley. What's it called? What is that show with Steve Brule? That's with who? It. Steve Brule. Dr. Steve Brule. No. His Tim and Eric. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've never really seen it, but Me I either. know what you're So that's why I don't about. know what the heck Maybe I'm I've talking about. I've seen one about. episode on Adult Swim, like just kind of there, but yeah. Adult Swim was such uh, I think Adult Swim was such a nice, like, it was memes before memes were a thing. Oh, yeah. And they were so willing to just, like, explore with They life. were smoking weed before anybody else. Oh, my God. They were doing acid before anybody else. <laughs> Dude, Metalocalypse. Adult Swim discovered weed, I think. They discovered I'm just weed. Say they, it. they gave it to kids to make them watch. They have late and watch their TV shows. They were the original, like, stoner. And then they said, all right, guys, we just bought a freak ton of anime. Yeah. Like, Let's do it. Like, you guys are stuck now. Yeah. You want Dragon Ball Z? You're stuck. Mm-hmm. Smoke Pirates love Dragon Pirates love anime. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, adults went, but adults went was like, what was that? Robot Chicken, mm-hmm. uh, Family Guy, American Dad. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. What's the Squidbillies? Oh, ew. Squidbillies. Squidbillies. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Wait, I'm going back to my previous answer. I really like BoJack Horseman. I didn't watch the end yet. I really, I didn't watch the end yet, but I Ray love Malik's BoJack. Ray in it. Oh, I know. Ray Malik's Everybody's in, in it. Everybody's in Zach it. Zach Braff's in it. Yeah. Ugh. But everybody else, cool. But I love Scrubs. I love Scrubs. Just kind of hate that craft now. But, yeah, you know. but Scrubs, I do go back to Scrubs sometimes. Scrubs, Scrubs is amazing. It's so goofy. Scrubs, like, I think Scrubs, like, changed my brain. In that it was the first thing that I'd ever seen that was just so, like, sentimental. But so it could be so goofy in one minute. Yes. And then talk about, like, the meaning of existence in the next when yeah. someone would die Someone's unexpectedly. Dying. And they, it was just such, like, there was such, like, it was, it was really good when it was good because it was, like, naive. And it was, like, coming of fun. age. It was, yeah. And then when they kind of, like, had to get to the age where they had to have sense and be kind of, like, not 
like actually know their morals and things like, like that. that you have to it be got not do- fun anymore. You have to be a doctor now, okay? Yeah, like you literally have to be a doctor. You have to know right from wrong and you have to not be struggling and navigating anymore. Like this is it. But before that point in time when it like it was it just it rang true in like so many different ways. I Scrubs. Uh, the first drink I ever ordered underage. So <laughs> first drink I ever ordered was an apple tea. Okay. I got it. Yeah. So like she must have JD. thought that I knew what I was doing. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Apple tea, please. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I think I think Bojack Horseman is like I think the in the same vein as something like yes, that. One hundred percent. It's like so it so quickly from like being so melancholic and like sad to something and kind the, of ridiculously funny. And then, I, at the same, I think the writing structure is more similar than I'm thinking now because like at oh, the yeah. same time there's also like mild long form storytelling happening mm-hmm. and like because when they start Scrubs they're residents but yeah. by the end like they, they grow and change. Oh this yeah. Is, not to the same extent like obviously sure. characters die in BoJack but yeah. It is and I like, think like the character of like BoJack Horseman is so yeah. like it's just, it's kind of, I feel like it's just a more meta kind of uh, They weave a lot of, like, thing. one-off adventures with... Yeah, but they're very, like, like he's a very, like... He's, uh, like, uh... He's, he's a very, uh... He's the start of the ...tried character. Like, he's, like, he's been through it all. Whereas, like, yes, the character literally. of JD is, like, bright-eyed and, like, bushy-tailed. Yeah. And it's, like, really fun to start a series with someone like that. Yeah. And then get to the end of, like... Becoming like the realization, yeah. You know, I like. I will say, I, I like. I do like the ending of BoJack Horseman. Don't tell me. So yeah, we won't talk too much about the <laughs> ending, obviously. But the show is, what it, what it, it's so hard to describe because like you start describing it and it just sounds like nonsense. Mm-hmm. It but it's about a horse who used to be an actor on mm-hmm. a Full House parody, <laughs> yeah. rip sitcom. inspired sitcom that it lives in L.A. And then they steal the D from the Hollywood sign and becomes Hollywood. Yeah. And I feel like I'm just eating mushrooms as I'm saying this. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think it's like they had to do a lot of crazy stuff to make it work as an animation. Because... And it works. If Yeah, I mean, if... Because if it wasn't, like, why would it be animated? So they were like, let's do everything we can, you know, because this is animated. And And that's why I think I'm also interested in animation. Because now is, like, the perfect time. I mean... I think it's the first time in, like, our kind of, I don't know, century or, like, whatever time period that we're living in that animation is becoming um, more and, respectable. Yeah, in America, for sure. Yeah, like, it's becoming a respected art form, and it's becoming not just for kids. Like, like yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that, and you see this with, the, we get, we're getting a lot more, like, anime movies in America, because mm-hmm. theaters are actually starting to open up to the idea of, people want to see cartoons in theaters that sure. aren't just Disney cartoons. Yeah. And, like, Disney still has its place, but, like, For I'm so glad that people are, five. like, into the Spider-Verse. Oh, my God. Such I love a good Into movie. the Spider-Verse. I fucking Such love a good Into the Spider-Verse. Movie. You know I have the 4K over there. <laughs> no, you know I have Such it. a good movie. Yeah, it's amazing. Really, really great. The, and the level of detail in that movie that you can't get with live action. Dude, they literally like created a new animation style just to make so, that. Do you know what my favorite scene in that movie is? What? 
It's when Miles is getting out of bed and he's checking that crock pot and you see the steam lines animated up in the crock pot. Oh wow! Okay. And see, like, I didn't like when he's like when he throws the bagel and it's like bagel. Yeah. Yeah, effects, just like, little things. All those are my favorite parts of the movie. It's like the little details they didn't have to put in there. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, you probably know this, but they have different characters from, you know, like, different, from different time periods yeah, yeah. of the comics running and doing things at different frame rates. Yes, yes, so just, they like, do. just, like, mirror that to time. Mirror, to mirror the, the, the time and their animation yeah, style. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's so cool. They didn't need to do that, and but And, like, they did all it. the, the lighting is different. Spider-Noir oh, yeah. gets his cape from nowhere. Oh, yeah. Their music oh. sounds different. Different be different, you know? It do be different like that, though. It do be different, though. Like, you don't be me and I ain't you. Yeah, for sure, man. It's all good. God, I saw that movie four times in theaters. Really? Yes. That's definitely a movie that I feel bad for anyone who didn't get to see it in theaters. Because it's a spectacle. It is such... I'm so mad at myself for missing out on Dunkirk in theaters, but I think that makes up for it. Dunkirk, I think Dunkirk was more like an, an ear experience, where it's like the surround sound of the bombs and things like that, you know? Which I, because I did see it in theaters. I think I even saw that in 3D. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I wish I could have seen that in 3D. God. Like, not Dunkirk, Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. <laughs> oh I don't want to see Dunkirk in 3D. Because, like, it's, that movie is honestly made for 3D, especially with all the effects and, like, like watching the end credit scene where, it's like, the Spider-Man... Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I love how they they just like went crazy with that. It's good. What? (laughs) You just turned into like a robot there for a second. I just it's good. That's it. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Good talk. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm just wondering how do we like wrap this up? Rapidy wrap wrap. We done? Uh let me ask you one more question. Yeah, yeah, ask away. Uh do you have anything to plug? Do I have anything to plug? I mean, yeah, my thesis film, which to me is more than a thesis film. It's a short film. It's called Portrait of My Midwest. Mm -hmm. It's going to be screened at the end of the year event for seniors of CCAD. But I think, I think that I'm also going to try to get it to be shown at Gateway, like a private screening kind do of it. thing. You could do Gateway, for and sure. And so you will have to plug it afterward when I get that figured out. Because yeah. for me, because it's going to go to the festival circuit, it will not be um, when you available plan, for the public. When are you planning on having it done and in the circuit? April 24th is the day that I have to get it done. Um, oh. Is my date for my first show. Oh yeah, of it. we'll just get you back for another episode when, uh. when it's ready to release. <laughs> yeah, so like, but the thing is, like, everybody who donated a certain amount, they do get the private Vimeo access link, and oh. so they'll get to have that and um, you know see that whenever. But for everybody else, they will probably have to wait until either the gateway screening or if a film festival is coming up and it's around, mm. then they can see it if it you know at that point gets accepted. Yeah. But I'm gonna expose myself. I am donated two dollars. You only donated two dollars, sir. All I have well, maybe we can work something out I'm with sorry. this. With you giving me this promo that you can promo. have a, a press pass. A, can a, I get a press pass? You can make the private Vimeo link. This is know? this is this is the end game. It's, but not I'm, everybody. But not everybody who donated two dollars can, is what I'll say. You know, they're not yeah. giving me a podcast like time. So, but if you do, you can get the private Vimeo. Be expendable. Link. Come on. Yeah. If you give me a podcast to talk on, then I will give you the private yeah. access video. All right. So you got your thesis film going on. Any other projects you're working on? Big, big things, small things, little things? Things I'm really, really just focused on this short film. Great. And anything else is 
just straight up on my Vimeo, Madison Van Buren, madisonvanburen.com is where you can find my work and my links to all my stuff. Um, is there anywhere we can get in touch with you for constant updates? Yeah, my Instagram is Maddie Van Buren, M-A-D-D-Y. Uh, if you want to follow me on there, I try to be as fun as I can. Um, I could out myself because I don't care about Instagram at all. I care about Twitter. Oh. So if you can follow me at Lil404Error. Lil like the rapper? Yes, Lil404Error. Please follow me because I only need Twitter followers. I, I, I don't need Instagram. That doesn't matter to me. All right. But Redacted. yeah. Redacted. Yeah, I have, um... I really, I've, I write sometimes, so I have one poetry anthology out that you can view through my website. I'm thinking that by the end of this project, Portrait of My Midwest, I'm going to release a companion um, anthology of like things that I've written over my experience after the fact, so that'll be out after that, but you'll probably just be able to view that on my website. Like, that would be a good read. Yeah, so... Alrighty. That's it. That's it. I'm done. Uh, my Instagram is at yikes, Y-A-I-K-S-E. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, give us a review on Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever you're listening to. And uh, stay interesting. Tell me that right? you hate me. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Not you. Uh, Them. It's too late. Oh, no. Well, oh god, Hi. what is this? Sorry, someone just sent me a video. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs>